Therapist and counsellor. I vlog and I podcast. I'm on a mission to make therapy accessible and change the world one thought at a time. Welcome to this podcast, The Shaming of You. So it's 2023, it's January. And what happens at this time of the year? Most of us are thinking, New Year, new me. I'm going to get myself into shape. I'm going to do all these wonderful things that I never did last year because I've got a second chance. I can do it this year. And I don't like what I see when I look in the mirror. I want to change me. Oh my God, don't I look terrible? Hence comes the whole title of the shaming of you. So what do I mean when I talk about shame? I'm going to use the specifics of REBT, Rationale Emotive Behaviour Therapy. And shame is an unhealthy negative emotion. And if you understand the idea of emotions, neither are bad or good, they're either healthy or unhealthy. And shame is unhealthy. Its healthy counterpart is, is regret. So what is shame about? Well, shame is about experiencing or having some feelings of shame about something shameful being revealed about you or a group you identify yourself with or by yourself or by another person so some you know we sometimes affiliate ourselves well we do actually we need to affiliate ourselves with people or groups or be a part of something and when we are holding you know if we have some shame and we think that the group is going to exclude us if they knew about it. We, we want to keep that away and we feel sometimes not good enough or like a bit of an imposter. It's also about other people disapproving or shunning you as a consequence of this information that was revealed or this thing that was revealed. So shame is um, available to all of us and we all feel it. In fact, I'd go as far as to say... The majority of people were raised in a in a particular style of shame. Uh, if you didn't get something, you were failure. Shame, perfectionism. The fear is failure. Shame, OCD. The fear of um, the obsessive, compulsive. I've got to do this because I'm going to be shamed into the fact that I didn't do this. So it's going to be my fault. The blaming. The shame. Um, imposter syndrome, they're going to find out I'm not good enough. Shame. Shame is something that really takes shape in everybody's life, I would say. Some people, we might say, they have no shame, but we just don't know what it is that could actually shame them. Hence, we just don't know what will shame them. And sometimes if we don't know what will shame someone, we feel a little bit powerless. Because if we have something on someone, we feel like we've got the power. Now, depending on what kind of household you were raised in, shame and humiliation could have been a tactic used to control you. And what we tend to do with our learning as children, as we grow up, we bring that into our existence and we use those same methods internally, telling ourselves stories in order to keep ourselves in check or 
basically not get hurt. We don't want to get hurt. We are constantly safety seeking and we need the attention and we need the connection of others in order to feel safe and feel protected and be away from the elements, as it were, when we lived in tribes and in caves and amongst the animals. Because if we got excluded, we would die. But that's not the case anymore, hence our fight, flight, freeze, which would help us um, figure out a situation being it deadly or not deadly. And those situations can be absolutely anything from being chased by a tiger to, oh my God, this guy is gonna say something about me and everybody's gonna know and I'm gonna feel really embarrassed and I'm just literally gonna die. Nobody's gonna wanna talk to me and that's gonna be the death of me and I can't stand it anymore. Oh my God, somebody help me ground open up and swallow me. Shame, could be anything. Shame is um, available for everyone and we all feel it and some of us deny it. Some of us pretend it's not there. Some of us push it down so far. Some of us hide it with other activities and we push it down, you know. Addiction, shame. Shame is in so many different places. You'll be surprised at like, where is your shame? Where do you, where do you hide it? Where do you put your shame? And we learn how to shame ourselves based on the things we're taught about ourselves growing up. We have body shaming, you know, and if you were taught things about your body, it's easy to believe them and use those same shaming tactics that were used on you as a kid growing up in your own mindset as an adult. And hence we have our unhealthy negative beliefs about ourselves and the things we say about ourselves and the stories we tell ourselves. These are all in the stories that we tell ourselves. The shaming stories, oh, I shouldn't do that. Why are you doing that? You're gonna fail. Oh, I can't do that. Everyone's gonna think I shouldn't do that. So what is your go-to shame language it's like understanding how do you shame you we're starting a new year and um i think there's uh i think everybody everyone in the world i don't think everyone in the world but one of the things i've seen as a growing trend recently has been um people saying this new year you know i don't care about it like i did last year all the other years have been terrible we're all depressed anyway what's the point and there's this growing trend of like um on purposely being cynical and pessimistic about the new year. And I think that comes from a lot of shame, personally. I think a lot of us are probably thinking, I feel a bit shamed about the fact I weren't able to achieve the things I wanted to achieve. Last year wasn't so great, I feel shame in it. I feel, I feel ashamed. Um, and we shame ourselves. So dealing with the way you shame yourself is paramount to your development. Shame is all about <laughs> covering up your vulnerability. <laughs> you know, as I just said that, I thought to myself, well, what shame am I holding on to? Because we all have it, and I do like to share my own experiences. And um, when we open up to our own shame, we realize, what what's the problem? What am I holding my standards to? What am I holding myself to? What meaning have I attached to this? And I can say this to you, a part of my own shame is that I haven't finished the development of my house last year. It's spilled over, a lot over. And 
that shame in not having completed something that I think I should have done based on the attachment to the meaning of why I should have done it is my vulnerability. And that vulnerability is saying to me that, well, I've failed. I haven't achieved it. And this is the unhealthy negative belief that I'm sharing with you, you know. Then we push it out a little bit further and we realise that the shame that we're covering up is linked to a particular belief about ourselves. So if I was to share that belief with you, it would probably sound something like, well, because I didn't finish um, building my home and getting all the rooms prepared and having everything looking nice and ready, I've failed. I'm a failure. I'm no longer good enough. <laughs> and I can't stand in a social standing as others because my home is not finished or I see myself as lower than or less than because my home is not finished. And then you start feeling the shame of what happens when people come and visit. So this is the shaming of you. It's like, how do you shame yourself? We all have, there's like these little pockets of shame and there's other little things that happen which are to do with shame. And we smudge them all together and we carry it around with us and we use it as a controller over ourselves. So when the new year starts and we start to shame ourselves about our job, our money, our social standing, our status, our homes, our cars, our relationship status, and we start shaming ourselves and then we start trying to move forward from a position of trying not to feel shame. Now this is not the place to be. Because when you start trying to do something because you don't want to feel something, you end up feeling the thing that you don't want to feel. <laughs> it's that same old chestnut. Don't think of chocolate. You're going to think of chocolate. Don't, don't feel shame. You're going to feel shame. <laughs> because you're trying not to feel shame. And you're driven by the fear of feeling shame. So you feel shame anyway by the drive of not trying to feel it. You feel it intensely. So you shame yourself. So the shaming of you. How are you shaming? What words, what language are you using to shame yourself? The words we say to ourselves can, they can take several different ways of, you know, coming from that internal place within. We either fear that we're not good enough and fear that other people are going to um, notice that we're not, are not good enoughness. Or we fear that people are going to wonder who the hell we think we are. So the shame of, well, what are they going to think of me when I do that? They're going to think, oh my God, she's trying too hard. You know those thoughts when you think, they're going to think, oh, she's trying too hard or she's doing this or who does she think she is? And why is she doing that? And we, so we shame ourselves. We tell ourselves reasons why we got to hold back or we should minimise, we shouldn't want too much or... We shouldn't do this or we need to do this. We have to do this because we are going to shame. We can't do that. They're going to find out. This is really shameful. And shame is just so intense and so heavy and so unforgiving and fueled with blame and, you know, heartache and anxiety and, you know, bouts of depression. And the more we do this, sometimes we think we're doing the right thing for ourselves. You know, you might have had this Christmas and every time you ate a chocolate bar, you shamed yourself. You went for the heroes. Is it the mini heroes or the um, quality streets or the um, Fira Rocher? That's, that's my bag, Fira Rocher or a Green and Black's bar. 
oh god yeah and the more you went for it the more you had that piece of cake the more you did that shamed yourself in january i'm gonna go to the gym i'm signing up for the gym i don't care i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that and shaming yourself putting yourself in a position of um you know to be held accountable in a in a as if you've committed a crime as if what you've done was so bad so the shaming of you how do you shame you to unpick that allows you to move forward and um just do the thing that you need to do without the shaming of you you know you don't need shame but when we were taught shame and humiliation as a child and we realize the embarrassment of shame you know one of my blockers was maths and i remember the reason why i was so blocked when it came to the subject of maths is i was shamed about when i was about 10 years old in the class by the maths teacher no 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 he was the head he was the head teacher of my primary school um oliver goldsmith and i think his name was mr it was Mr. James or Mr. Bond. Was it Mr. Bond? I can't remember. Mind you, I do remember my infant school teacher, Mr. Teasel. I don't know why that came into me. Mr. Teasel stuck in my mind because he was very, very caring. Never felt any shame in his class. I think we do that with young children. We don't want them to feel shame, do we? But as soon as they get a little bit older, we want them to feel shame. <laughs> because we want to control them. That's what shame does. So little, little babies, oh, they fell over, don't worry. We don't want them to feel shame. They get a bit older, we want you to feel shame because now we want to control you. And we teach you how to control yourselves with shame. And um, one of my blockers on learning math was um, the head teacher he, in Oliver Goldsmith Primary School who shamed me in a maths lesson. And ever since that day, I've had a block with maths. Could do, could do, couldn't, I couldn't open up to maths. I felt so ashamed. And sometimes the shame um, transitions from our learning, how we're taught things. Uh, shaming, we shame. I mean, I grew up in an era where you were shamed if you didn't know or understand something. You can't spell bread. You should be ashamed of yourself. For God's sake. Oh, gosh. And now you don't even need to spell bread because you can just ask Siri and he'll tell you. But that's the thing, you know, not that you shouldn't be able to spell bread because Siri will tell you, but to be shamed as if it's a terrible thing. Because if you don't know, guess what? You can learn. Shamed based on the fact that we haven't learned this quicker, soon enough. I should know this. I started to, I learned to drive when I was in my late 20s. Shamed, I remember being shamed by this ex-boyfriend I once had. And he was all about the shame. Sometimes we're with partners who shame us. I remember him shaming me because I couldn't drive. And I learned to drive way after I finished with him. I have a car now and it's neither here nor there. <laughs> It's just, but we get shamed. We, we're taught this, we're taught how to shame ourselves. We're not the right size, we're the wrong size. We eat too much, we eat too little. We drink too much, we drink too little. We're not tall enough, we shame ourselves. So the shaming of you, recognizing what are you actually saying to yourself? How are you helping yourself with the shame? It's um, releasing these old patterns of behavior and these unhelpful negative beliefs because <laughs> they've been, you know, totally in, 
you know, stuck in your mind. They've been embedded and you can't let go of these thoughts because they work to keep you in control. They work to put you on the straight and narrow. You know, this is what you've learned. You've learned shaming myself has helped me do better. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is what we do. And it's really unhealthy. And it's the wrong way to do anything, to be honest. Because when you're driven by shame, you'll feel shame and you'll feel the pain of shame. Pain and shame and anxiety and stress and distress. That's the opposite of compassion. So compassion offers you some support and some love and some understanding for your shame. It helps you release the shame and it helps you move forward without fearing shame. Recognising that you could fail. You may fail. In fact, most likely you'll fail a few times. Instead of deciding to feel shame when you fail, actually bring the understanding of compassion into your life. Get up and go again. When you fail and you feel the shame, you don't evoke any compassion. You evoke the anger and the frustration and you beat yourself over the head, telling yourself off all the time. But try this, compassion. So as you're shaming yourself, the idea is to switch your shame with compassion. There may be, for example, I ate all the pies over Christmas and I want to lose weight. I shouldn't have done that. I'm now fat and overweight. I'm disgusting. I hate my body. Oh my God, it's gross. Instead of that, it's okay. I compassionately understand. There were beautiful foods all around me and I wanted to eat them. So you accept, you take responsibility and accountability for it. And I recognize what this food is doing to my body. I'm only human. I recognize my needs that were being met at the time when I ate this cake. And my direction of going forward is to get the best out of my body to enhance myself further in 2023 with love and direction. I'm going to the gym, I'm going to look at a particular food plan in order to enhance my living experience. There's a difference. See, I was in the, I was getting ready to leave the, um, the gym today and I was in the changing room and this woman came in and it happens every year. I've mentioned this in the other podcasts. January and everybody signs up and they're there until the end of February and then they all delete their memberships. Anyway, so it's happening. And there's this one lady and she came in, she was really friendly and she was a bit shy and uh, she was very conscious of her of her body size. And uh, she said to me, oh, I haven't been for months. I came about twice last year and I came at the beginning last year and I'm trying to stick to it this year as so I've got to. And I said, okay, well, you know, when you come here, enjoy what you do. Did you, what did you do? And she was like, oh, I did, did some yoga and I did this. I said, great. She said, it was only yoga. I didn't really go in the gym or do anything like that. It's like, okay, well, but you had a good time in yoga and you went and had the spa. I mean, I mean, neither of that needs a judgment. This is what you did. And um, there's no it's okay or no validation for me. It's what you did and you enjoyed it. It needs no speculation. 
And I said, well, I asked her, do you do any other classes? She said, oh, look at the size of me. I haven't done any classes. And I went, look at the size of you. She said, oh, you see my body. And I thought, oh, wow, you shaming yourself, but bringing that shame to me. And I don't want to shame you because I don't like the idea of shaming another person. And I don't even know this person. And she's judging herself and comparing herself. And she's giving me some nice compliments. And I'm thanking her for them because compliments are nice. However, she completely depreciated on herself. And I said to her, look, this is your body. This is the life. You've got a choice with your life every single day. And instead of shaming yourself, actually just help yourself come here. And I just, any advice I can give you is when you come here, just make sure you enjoy your time. That you walk through those doors of David Lloyd and you are not walking through those doors feeling shame and disgrace and that you need to burn off the biscuit you ate and whatever. And you're walking through those doors because you've got an intention to feel good physically and mentally while you're here. And do that every single time. Make that be your motivation. And she was like, yes, yeah, yeah. I think I'll try and do that. I was thinking, please. Because you walk through these doors and you say things like, look at the size of me. Look at my body. Look at this disgusting. How on earth are you going to want to come back? <laughs> You're going to see a gym and associate it with simply feeling bad about how you look. And that's what we do. The shaming of you. You sometimes don't realise how often you shame yourself on a regular basis. And that shaming of yourself, you know, continues in little things and little acts that you do, little tiny things of self-shame. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna restrict my food. I'm gonna gorge my food. I'm gonna binge. I'm gonna hide and eat. I'm gonna tell myself how embarrassing I am. I'm gonna worry that somebody's seen me. The shame, you know what? If you were to just unhook yourself from all that shame, and just put all of that shame in a box <laughs> and tape it all up and drop it in the middle of the ocean and start, you know, wandering about this earth, you'd realise how light you'd feel. So, the point of this podcast is to understand the shaming of you and recognise that you're in charge. You're in charge of your thoughts and all you actually need in order to get past the shaming of you is intention and a direction compassion sounds like a lot but compassion in itself is an intention and an intention that is compassionate helps you move forward and I'm going to be talking about um, intentions and creating the intention that supports you to move forward with a direction to make change happen thank you so much for listening to this podcast my name is Desiree Shaw I'm a psychotherapist and I'm vlog and I podcast if you do want to contact me you can and if you're looking for ways to um if you're looking for ways to improve on your body size I hate saying lose weight though because I do think that's such a negative comment connotation um there's a really great lady um and uh, she um she owns Slimpod and I'm actually going to put the link in this um, description. And it's actually a really good way to lose weight. She's brilliant at what she does. And um, it does use a bit of NLP and a bit of CBT. And it's really compassionate. So um, I'd say take a look at it. And I'll put the link in the description. 
Thank you so much for listening. My name's Desiree Shaw. I'm on a mission to make therapy accessible and change the world one thought at a time. Bye for now and um, happy new year. Thank you.